Welcome back to Just Grab Radio on BJPen.com. I'm your host, Cole Sheldon, episode 64. We got a really good lineup for you ahead of UFC 270 this Saturday. First, we're going to be joined up by one half of the main event in the interim heavyweight champion, Cyril Ghosn, to preview his title fight against Francis Ngannou. Really good stuff with Cyril. We did this a week before the fight. He was in California getting used to the time. We talked about, obviously, that sparring video, his training with Ngannou, and just kind of how he thinks this fight goes and how he has a similar game plan to what he did with uh, Derek Lewis, he also doesn't rule out going for takedowns pretty early and just seeing how what what Ngannou's wrestling and takedown defense is like. We're then going to be joined by Cody Stamen to preview his main card fight against Sadie Nurmagomedov. Cody Stamen, this is a big fight for him. He's on a two-fight losing streak, lost Jimmy Rivera and Marab. The Jimmy Rivera fight was on about a week's notice, had to fly to Abu Dhabi, up a weight class at 45. They both fought at, but he's got two fights left on his deal, so this could be do or die. If he loses this, he could be cut, but... He really likes the matchup. He knows he's a big underdog, but he thinks he can be able to just get big takedowns on Sage, similar to what Heoni Barcelos did, and just grind out a win and possibly even finish him. And he said the ground and pound is something that he's really been looking for. He wants to be get some finishes, and he thinks this is a fight where he could get some finish, uh, finish here. We're then going to be joined by Trevin Giles. I do have to say before this, I apologize. My mic, for some reason, it was echoing. I tried to fix it as best I could. My audio is not the best, but I had to keep the in, interview in because Trevin was generous at this time. Um, he's dropping out of 170. That was a big part of the interview is dropping 15 pounds. He said he's never tried to make 170. He doesn't know if he'll make it. He's confident he will, but he said you never know until Friday morning when he steps on the scale and he fights 12-0. and 0. Michael Morales is making his UFC debut, but Trevin thinks this is a good fight for him, a really like uh, stylistically fun fight for him. He thinks he'll be able to have the speed, power advantage, where he thinks 170 is his home, and he thinks he can have a lot of success here and starts off at UFC 270. We're then going to be joined by Kay Hansen to preview her fight against Jasmine Jazz Divizia. Kay Hansen hasn't fought in a, since uh, it's been a while, since November 2020, when she lost a controversial decision to Corey McKenna. A lot of people thought she won. She's now moving back up to, she's moving with to flyweight. She says this isn't a permanent move. It's going to be just a, maybe one or two fights and she wants to drop back down. But just after the time off, she didn't want to have to cut a lot of weight and she gets to fight at home in Anaheim, which she's really excited about. And we close things out talking to Matt Frivola to preview his fight, against, I, which is a really intriguing one. He's, he's fighting uh, Gennaro Valdez, 10-0, coming off the contender series. Frivola's obviously coming off that seven-second loss. And uh, Terrence McKinney is on two-fight losing streak. He doesn't think his job's on the line, but he knows it's a big fight. He has to go and win, take that out, and just really cement himself as a legit lightweight contender. And someone to keep your eye out on. For. He's just had a bunch of terrible luck as well. His last four or five fights have all been short notice opponents where his fight falls out on the day of or a week before. So Matt's really hoping this fight stays together. He can show off his whole skills on a full training camp back in front of a crowd. But thank you all for listening. Be sure, sure to share the show, subscribe, and again, tune in uh, in two weeks' time for another episode of Just Grab. All right, we're joined by the interim heavyweight champion who's looking to become the undisputed, Cyril Gone. Cyril, how's it going, man? I'm fine. I'm fine, my man. I just arrived there. Yeah, around seven days already. So, yeah, we're good. How come you decided to go out to uh, California early? Uh, because, you see, with the, with the COVID, because the COVID, is, this is really dangerous. Today, I think I got just one enemy is, is, is the COVID, you see? And uh, it's really dangerous to present myself when I'm not going to put a mask in my home with my daughters, with my wife, you see? And this is really dangerous. So that's why we make this choice. And uh, we moved there, there one, one week ago. 
this fight is kind of a long time coming. Like, what are your thoughts? Like, we're just a week away from it with you and Francis fighting because you guys were teammates for a bit. Yeah, for me at first, uh, if you look my my, my my first media when I just arrived uh, in my career in the UFC, my message was yes, I don't want to 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 cross uh, Francis. If this is gonna happen, I hope it's gonna happen for the title. And <laughs> you see now, yeah, two years ago now we are here, so that that's really funny. Uh, before we get into your fight, that whole backstage encounter, like, what do you kind of make of that when he kind of looked at you and then just kept on walking? Can you repeat, please? Sorry, sorry for my uh, The backstage encounter where he wouldn't really look at you, like, what do you make of that? I don't understand. Sorry. Um, uh, the I forget what event it was, but when you guys saw each other backstage and he just like didn't want uh, to look at you in New York. Yeah, what, what you York, make sorry, of that? I mean. Yeah, so. It was a little bit strange at first. I really don't understand what's happening. I was not sure, but it did it. And uh, it was a little bit shame. It, it, it was a little bit wrong. Uh, I can understand you have some deal with uh, Fernando Lopez, my coach, his former coach. Uh, but with being, there are nothing. With Nasruddin Mavov, you need to be uh, to make a focus on Nasruddin because he's what the biggest sparring. Uh, uh, Francis had so that's why that, that's why it was a little bit wrong. Uh, your guys' sparring video got leaked too. What like what do you kind of do? You take anything away from that being uh, out there? Uh, the video, the video, yeah, it was a. Uh, th this is the video from uh, from Fernando Lopez, and I don't know who exactly uh, posted this video, but uh, it was a. Uh, it was uh, it was a little part of the the the, the sparring with Francis, and um, that's that's true. This, for me, it was a good part of my sparring partner. But you see, every time you have a good and wrong part in the sparring with with, uh, with your sparring partner, that for me it was a good part. Yeah. How much do you look back on your time training with him to see like what you did well and what he did against you? Uh, I remember his power. I remember his power. This is they had no surprise, no surprise. You know, you you know already the answer. You have a guy like me, good footwork, technical, and you have a guy like him, more stronger. And um, so it was exactly. Uh, I think it, it was exactly what's gonna happen uh, next Saturday. A little bit, yeah. How much uh, do you kind of like look back on that Lewis fight where? And Ganu and Lewis are very similar. With they have like that one punch knockout power. Yes, for this part, yes, is similar. And uh, and uh, as you see, uh, the fight against Derek Lewis, you have the records of knockout. You have uh, a really he is really smart. You know uh, how he must do that, and he did very well uh, against his former opponent. He, he, and and and, and uh, yes, I was not afraid about that. And uh, I deal, I deal with that. So this is this is a game for me. You see, this is a game, and uh, that's why I'm really not afraid about that. I don't, I don't, no matter if tomorrow I'm gonna lose, if uh, you're gonna knock me down, every time when I I go ahead in, in the cage or when I jump in the cage, this is in my mind. The guy, okay, I think I can win this fight, but he can knock me down. That's that's my job. You see, so when the people talk about Francis, like. He's, he's, he's really afraid of the 
every people. That's not really true for me. And you see with Derek Lewis, it was really not true. How much has uh, Fernand helped in this one? Just because he trained Francis for so long and he obviously knows his strengths and weaknesses. This is an advantage. This is an advantage. And, uh, and 100% this is an advantage. Uh, you know him. He made him. You see, he started in a, uh, in the MM factory with Fernand Lopez. So, so um, Fernand Lopez built uh, um, Francis. So yes, this is going to help me. This is going to help me a lot to when you're thinking about what he's going to do, what he like to do, what he, you see. Uh, is wrestling going to be part of your game plan just because you do have a very good ground game? I'm really well rounded, so everything is possible. I don't know exactly what I'm going to do. Uh, you see, I like to say I jump in the cage and I stood a little bit, my guy. And after uh, I react, and um, if if I think it's a good choice to go down, yes, I can go down, of course. Uh, no one has fin finished Francis before, so are you kind of expecting this to go the distance if you are to win? If it's possible, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead for sure. I'm gonna go ahead for sure, and this is uh, that's why that the people are really excited because so I never lost, lost already just two three times. But nobody uh, finished Francis before the end. So if tomorrow someone, uh, me or Francis, is gonna gonna go down before the end or finish the game before the end, this is gonna be the first time uh, <laughs> in our career. So that's why that's really funny too. You get your hand raised. Like, what are those emotions? Like, you already kind of experienced it winning the interim belt, but becoming the undisputed. Like, what are the emotions like for you? Uh, for me, if tomorrow I win. Uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be really funny at first. It's gonna be just like, wow, I did it. That, that, that's really strange because I just started a few years ago, and uh, and it's, I'm gonna be really uh, uh, proud and and, and uh, really happy for my team, for my fans, for my country, for my family, and um, but it's gonna be not finished, of course. That first round, like how like elusive do you have to be? Because Francis' power is obviously the most strongest in that first round. Yes, exactly. This is the biggest problem I have. I I, I, I have with Francis is going to be his power, of course. Um, and in in know to use it, and and that's why he's really dangerous because he's really confident uh, with that. And uh, so yes, my first problem is going to be to manage this. To manage this, sorry. Uh, your kicks are a big part of your game too, like in keeping the distance. Like, is that a big part of this fight as well? Is not letting Francis get on the inside and land those punches? When you want to escape one problem, that's you see. I started the MMA. There are three, um, almost four years ago, and uh, my first problem was because I jumped directly in the pro career and um, the people uh, had already more experience than me so my plan was directly to manage the distance to escape the racing game the grand game everything and, and, and so that's why I put this uh, uh, at first on, on, on my skills and today this is my strength yeah I can do that now very well and, um, and, and yes this is going to help me to escape any problem any problem
what do you think fight week's going to be like, and especially like a press conference, just because it seems like Nganu is doesn't really like you and uh, Fernand. Yes, it's going to be a little bit strange. It's going to be a uh, bet. We're going to be comfortable with this situation. Uh, this is a game at first. For me, on my mind, this is a game. So it's going to be fun. You get your hand raised and you become the champion. Like, Do you think it would be John Jones that would be next for you? Uh, if I win, yes, tomorrow. I think John Jones is going to be a, a good matchup. And I think the, the fan waiting for and the fan waiting for this fight already you see a lot of people on the on the, on the media on social media talk about that because he is well wounded he want to jump in the in, in my division and and I'm well wounded too and and this is uh, for the fan a good matchup so already the people talk about that but if tomorrow I win against Francis I think this is a this is a this is the way you are the betting favorite. Like the odds makers think you're gonna win. Does that surprise you? Just because Francis is the champion? Oh uh, yes, a little bit, a little bit. But you see, when you have more skills in your pocket, uh, this is an advantage. I, I think, yeah, that's that's why the people think I can manage Francis because I have more skills in my pocket. So, but but you see, with Francis, you need just one punch to. To, 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 to knock you down. So it's going to be a real game for me. <laughs> it's going to be, a, I don't have the good word, but a shake uh, and mat. Like, it's going to be a little bit that. Uh, Francis can like blitz in pretty quickly, like like he did to Rosenstruck. Like, how do you kind of deal with that? Yes, but Rosenstruck did a, a big mistake, of course. You want to cross, but he is confident also with a, uh, his power in his hand, so that's why he did that. But uh, me, it's got to be not my strategy. I don't want to match with the with the power with Francis, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna deal with this problem. How do you kind of see this fight playing out between you and Francis? Like every fight I did, yeah. Like every fight I did, like, there are no secret on my game plan. There are no secret. You understand? Yeah. There are no secret. I did exactly what I did at my first fight in my career. Touch it, but never get touched. And manage the distance. And after, we will see. After, uh, we will see. Just last question for you. Are you hoping one of your first title defenses will be in Paris? Because it seems like it's it's only a matter of time before UFC goes to France. Ah, I hope fully. Because my fan waiting for that. A lot. Too much, too much, too much, too much. And he was a little bit disappointed uh, about this fight against Francis because we talk about a lot to do that in France um, with the politics. It was already green, open to do that in France, but unfortunately, uh, with the UFC, um, the, the UFC made the choice to do that here. But one day, yeah, I want to bring this in, uh, in my in my capital uh, in Paris. Yeah. Well, Cyril, I appreciate the time. Thank you so much for doing this again. Pleasure, my man. Take care. All right, we're joined by UFC bandmate Cody Stamen, who's finally getting back in there. Cody, how's it going, man? Good, man. Really good. You? I'm doing well. Obviously, been a while. Like, January 22nd, you're returning. Your last fight was May 1st. Like, I just kind of want to start there. Like, is there a reason for the layoff? I mean, no. I mean, so after my after my last fight, I was dealing with some, like, 
some health issues regarding like my weight cut. My weight cut just really, really kicked my body's ass really bad. And, uh, you know, I needed, I needed like a month to get things squared away. And then I was pretty eager to get back in the cage and uh, it just didn't happen. Like there just wasn't a matchup that made sense, I think, for the UFC for me. And I, I was convinced I was fighting November, December. Like I knew that I started training hard in August. I'm like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And then it didn't happen. And then I get the phone call in October and they're like, Hey, you know, do you want to fight Saeed Nurmagomedov? And I was like, yes, thank God. Yes. Yes. When is it? And like, it's in January. I'm like, January, January. I, I'm like, fuck. And, and I was just at a point, I was just like, let's, you know, let's do it. You know what I mean? If that's the, the earliest I can get in, I mean, whatever, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll wait and I'll take my time and, and, and start camp, you know, when it's necessary. And that's just, that's just how it played out. So, uh, obviously, I would have liked to have squeezed another one in at the end of this year, but didn't happen. So here we are. I'll live with it. Uh, how kind of frustrating has that been? Because since 2020, like it's only been three total fights in the past two years. I know you're a guy that likes getting like two, three in a year. Uh, I, I mean, I would prefer to fight a lot more. Uh, you know, COVID, I canceled the fight with Ryan Barcelos. That kind of messed everything up for everybody. And then... Um, you know, I had a, that fight canceled earlier this year, like the day of the fight where yeah. that Ascar kid that just got signed couldn't uh, couldn't be cleared for medical reasons. So, you know, it's not for lack of trying, you know what I mean? I'm saying yes to everything that's on the table. It's just, you know, with how many guys were signed um, during COVID, I think there's just too many guys in the weight class. So it's, and, you know, when you're ranked, I think there's less people that, are you know it's available for you to fight you know if i didn't have the number next to my name it might be a little easier to get a fight against you know whoever just because it would make sense but you know when you're ranked it i think it, it narrows the number of dudes that uh are out there for you and it's 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 frustrating but it's also you know it's good because it the sport you you need time you need time to develop skills and if you're just constantly fighting it's hard to like really really uh go back to the drawing board and, and and to actually get better at the sport you know and uh you know having a little time i feel like i've done that oh uh, i did notice they bumped you out of the rankings though because they put uh o'malley and ricky simone in oh wow that sucks um well maybe that'll make it easier for me to get a fight i didn't i didn't that's the first i've heard of that uh can't imagine O'Malley being a, a ranked fighter, being that he's never beat a ranked fighter, but that's uh, that's MMA rankings for you. And, like, they have Song at 14, which I still don't understand because I think most people think or know you won that fight too. Yeah, well, I, I wish I could I, – I wish I was more upset about hearing that, but honestly, like, that could just mean that I get to fight, you know, pretty much whoever I want. Maybe, maybe I can take the Sean O'Malley route and uh, I can be a nine to one over, uh, you know, favorite a few times uh, and, and, you know, cash and checks. So cool with me. Uh, during that like layoff, did you even tell the UFC, like if you could even get a 45 fight, you'd be into that or were you mostly looking at bad and weight? Yeah. I mean, I, I would, I'm always open to a short notice uh, 45 fight. Like I've, I've been in, good enough shape to fight for six months so 
if one of those opportunities came up, especially here in Vegas, you know what I mean, where I live, like that, that's that's a no brainer for me. Like I'm gonna do that every time. Um, and you know the fact that it 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 didn't happen, uh, it's probably a good thing. Short notice fights are never really like the greatest thing for your career longevity. Uh, but I mean, if the opportunity presented itself, you know I'm always I'm always game for a fight at 45. I say like, uh, did this surprise you that this was the guy they came up with or were you kind of expecting someone like him? I mean, honestly, I, I, I was fighting Barcelos, so I'd, I'd watched him fight, but I didn't really know much about the kid. I mean, he's, he's got four fights in the UFC. Um, I guess I watched him fight Scoggins too, because I used to train with Scoggins a little bit and man, I thought Scoggins whooped him. So, I mean, if, if I'm looking at it, this dude's two and two in the UFC, and uh you know for me to get someone that's two and two in the ufc is praise the praise god because that doesn't happen very often in my career and they put you as an underdog again like i don't even remember the last time you've been a favorite maybe kelleher might have been the last one i don't think i've been a favorite uh well what i maybe maybe my ufc debut i was a favorite i've been an underdog in every single fight uh in my UFC career. So, I mean, it's like, I'm like, I don't know what, I don't know what I have to do. Like, I don't know whose ass I got to kiss to, to, to be a favorite in these fights. But I mean, it doesn't matter. Does it really matter? I mean, uh, at, like every week, you know what I mean? Like every week a dog wins a fight. And uh, I guess it's just my turn to be that guy. Yeah. I just quickly checked outside your debut. You were favored over Kelleher, Brian Caraway slightly and Perez slightly. Like, those are it like three times you've been favored out of all your UFC fights, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. And the fact that I was favored over, uh, Brian Caraway was, is crazy. I thought I was like a, a two to one underdog. Maybe, it, maybe, it, maybe it changed towards the end. But, um, I think I remember leading up to that fight. Like I was, I was, a, I was an underdog and I was a big underdog when I fought Tom Dukema. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, it hasn't been a, uh, a smooth downhill road for me in the UFC. It's uh, it's all uphill and it's rocky as shit. Well, with this fight, like stylistically, like how do you think you match up against him? I mean, anytime you have a guy that kickboxes that well on the outside, you know what I mean. There's a lot of dangers that come with that. You know what I mean. You have to like really, really prepare for you know those those things. You know, like the spin kicks, uh, that kind of stuff. But luckily for me, you know, I. I trained with Darren Cruikshank most of my career. So, I mean, that guy's like the spin kick fucking master. Uh, that dude spins better than anyone I've ever seen. So, you know, I've seen this a lot throughout my career, you know, a lot in the gym. So, I mean, I'm confident everywhere going into this fight, you know. Obviously, you got to be careful because, like, when a dude can really throw a spin hook kick or throw, throw a spin back kick, like, they're – like you gotta, you, you can't make the mistake, you know, and uh, you know for me it's just like doing what I know to do, you know. I have to show up, you know. It doesn't matter like how hard I work or, you know, what I what I tell you, what I tell anyone. Like on fight night, I gotta be there, you know what I mean. I gotta show up to to, to win and and do the things I know I have to do to win, and I haven't. I haven't done that, and you know I didn't do that against Morab. I mean, with Jimmy Rivera, shit, I took that fight on five days' notice. I was fucking fat and out of shape. I had no business being in the cage. But with Morab, it was just I just did everything right, except 
the fight, you know what I mean? I fought the worst fight of my UFC career, in my opinion. And like having the time to, you know, think about that. It's like, you know, like all this, all the shit that I do in the gym, uh, you know, all the strength conditioning and all the other shit, like the only thing that really matters is like who shows up on fight night. You know what I mean? And, and if I show up, I feel like I am absolutely a top five uh, bantamweight. And so I just got to do all the things I know to do to make sure that, you know, on fight night, I'm there. You know what I mean? And if I am, I'm not worried about shit. How much do you look back at the song fight for this one? Just because song's kind of that really good kickboxer as well. And he kind of throws a lot of those weird uh, stuff as well. Uh, I haven't, I haven't, I wouldn't compare uh, Sayed to Song. Song was just like, the, thing, the scary thing about Song, I knew he was going to throw that spin stuff, but, uh, and I knew he was, he was super, super fast, but Song was more of a, like, he had, it was more of a hands thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, if Sayed or Magomedov and me get in a boxing match, I'm going to shred the kid. Like, I'm going to whoop him in that, in that fight. Um, but if, some chance that he I can't like break that distance against him if he can stay away from me for 15 minutes it's going to be a tough night for me and it's going to be really hard for me to fight a guy like that you know so like stylistically like song and and Saeed I'd say are, are drastically different song doesn't really like you know the guy that's going to hit you with a one hitter quitter with his hands and, and put you down to where you know song you dong like that's kind of what he's known for um Seed's more of a guy that's he's a little bit a little bit more flashy, a little bit more on the outside, um, setting you up for those big shots. Uh, and Song is just a gritty dude that like bites out of the golf cart and shuts fucking bombs. So uh, different different uh, different matchups in my mind for sure. Uh, with that spinning stuff though, like it does set you up for the takedowns, especially if you get them off balance. Like how big of a role do you think your wrestling will be in this one? Um, I'm gonna wrestle him. I'm going to wrestle him. He's Dagestani. And, you know, I'm a little pissed at all the Russians right now after fighting Murab. Um, I'm going to wrestle him. Uh, there's no question. Like, I'm going to shoot on him. Uh, and if he makes a mistake and spins against me, like, I'm 100% taking his back and taking him down. And I'm going to make it miserable for him down there. Uh, I think that is one of the reasons why this was so uh, appealing to me, you know, fighting him was because, like – all that stuff is great unless you're going against somebody who is trying to take you down. You know what I mean? And, and Barcelos did it to him. Like every time he spun, Barcelos took his back, took him down, you know, won the rounds based on that. And, and I think I'm a lot better wrestler than rounding Barcelos. So I don't see any reasons why I can't, I couldn't go out there and shoot double legs for 15 minutes and, and be sighted that way. But I would really like to, I would really like to, uh, make this a fight that people will remember. So I think it's, it's going to be contested on our feet, but you know, I'm definitely going to get takedowns when I need to. How much kind of pressure is on you just because you were lost two in a row and like, you kind of never know what the UFC. Oh, dude, I feel like my nuts are three inches away from a bandsaw. I mean, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure every fight, but yeah, you go lose two. It's a different, different feeling. You know what I mean? Like you feel like you're fighting for your life and I've always been pretty good in those, uh, for whatever reason, I, I'm always like, if the chips are down and I'm really not supposed to win, I somehow I figure it out. Um, and I don't expect it to be any different, you know, this, 
this fight. And uh, the, the fact that I'm an underdog fucking baffles me because I can't, like, based on who I fought, who he's fought, where I've been, where he's been, like, there's, I mean, there's not even a, uh, you can't compare our UFC careers. There's no fucking way. Um, so, I mean, just hearing that kind of, like, irritates me a little bit. It makes me want to go to the gym tonight and beat the shit out of somebody. But, um, fuck these guys, dude. Fuck that. Uh, just a couple more things. The big one on this, being on this card, though, is back in front of fans. Like, what's that going to be like for you? Because it's been a bit for you to be fighting in front of fans. Man, I don't even think it makes a damn difference T to me. I like being able to hear in my corners. I like to hear what they're saying. Um, so, I mean, I know I'm not going to be able to do that. Uh, so, I mean, if anything, it, like, it's obviously cool to feel the energy and to, to do all the things leading up to the fight. But, man, once the fight starts, like, you forget what the fuck's going on outside. You know what I mean? Like, the only thing that threw me off was, like, when we were fighting in the Apex, it was like, I could literally hear the... Uh, I could hear the what the announcers were saying as I was fighting, so it was kind of like a distraction almost. Like you can you you can hear everything so clearly in that room, and I could hear them. You know what I mean? Like saying things like "Ooh, uh, got him with that shot," and I'm like sitting here like, "Bullshit, he did!" Like I hit my shoulder. Shut up! What the fuck are you talking about? And uh, like I remember that being like actually frustrating when I fought Murab, um, but. Uh, you know, so I'm actually, I'm looking forward to that not happening. Um, but outside of that, I mean, crowd, no crowd, I don't give a shit. You put us in a bathroom and we can fight. Like, you know, it's, it's all the same to me. The bigger octagon, though, are the pay-per-views. Do you think that plays a factor in this matchup? Uh, honestly, I think it favors him. You know what I mean? Like, more room to run. Um, yeah, the bigger octagon. But it's just, it's, it's like anything else. You know, you need to prepare for that, mm -hmm. you know. At extreme, there's a big cage, there's a little cage. Like I've been training in the big cage because that's, you know, what what we're going to be getting into, um, and you know that the the apex favors like guys that are more grappling based because you're going to end up on the fence, right? But um, I've done better statistically in the bigger cage for whatever reason. Um, so, I, do I think it will play a factor? Fuck, I don't think so. I mean. I fought in big cages. I fought in little cages. I've fought in the bar. You know what I mean. I fought in vehicles. I think I'll I'll figure it out when when, I, when someone's trying to you know spin kick my head off. Uh, the UFC finish that's still kind of eluding you. Like, do you think that's the thing that's kind of keeping you away from getting that push by the UFC? Is like if you can finish him, like that would obviously be a big statement win because he's a guy that I think the UFC probably has high hopes on just because of where he's from, the last name, and all that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, going out there and finish someone with the last name Nurmagomedov. I mean, that's that's pretty. That'd be pretty impressive. I think going out there and and just dominating a dude in a, and dominating a Dagestani in a grappling match would be is equally impressive. Um, I think that I can 100% take him down and finish him. I mean, that's kind of been a focus through the last like six months or so is just being a disaster on top. You know what I mean? Like I know I'm going to get the takedowns, but I've never really taken the time to develop a good top game. You know what I mean? Like I take guys down, they get up, I take guys down, they get up, I take guys down, nothing happens. You know what I mean? My ground and pound, if I'm being honest, has always been pretty shit. Like I'm not 
great at pounding dudes out. So it's something I've been working on for, for months tirelessly. So, uh, you know, I think that if I get him down this and, you know, when I get him down, I think that it's going to be a different story. I'm a lot better than I was, you know, in that aspect of MMA. Um, because that's something I realized I was like, dude, this is not like, how, how am I, how am I getting all these takedowns and just making nothing happen? Um, and like, nobody wants to see that shit. You know what I mean? Like if I get one criticism from every single, you know, dork on Instagram or at Twitter or whatever, it's always like, dog, you're the lame prey guy. I'm going to go take a nap when you fight. And I'm like, yeah, I guess, I guess I am that guy. Like when I have to be, um, but you know, so I'm like, man, that, that's the hole in my MMA game that has to be fixed. You know what I mean? I realized that. Uh, and I think I fixed it. We'll see. Where do you think a win over him puts you? Like you're outside the rankings, but I think a win here, you're right back in that top 15 again. I don't give a shit. They can keep me out of the rankings. If they keep me out of the rankings though. They got to let me fight unranked guys. Maybe you, know you could get that O'Malley fight. Cause he only wants unranked guys. Exactly right. I mean, maybe maybe that's the key to getting the O'Malley fight. Maybe that's the key. It's not being ranked. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think O'Malley's going to be a, a name that's in my mouth after the fight. Uh, I don't want to – I don't. Like, last time I, you know, was talking shit to O'Malley, really pushing to get that fight, I just felt like a freaking bully because he, you know, he wasn't saying anything back. Because, I mean, obviously the dude doesn't doesn't want that fight. Um, you know, he, he thinks he's he's ready for, you know, these, these top-tier guys. But it's like, dude – you're going to get your ass whooped by just about everybody in the top 10. You know what I mean? Like anybody that can just take a shot and last out and, and just stay out of the, the first round. I mean, I think O'Malley would make sense, you know, after this fight, I think that that fight would make a lot of sense, but will I get it? I mean, I've spent way too much time fucking pulling on that kid's chain, you know, so I'll say it, but if it doesn't happen, I'm not going to, you know, cry about it like there's a million good guys that can fight and there's a lot of big name guys outside the rankings and in the rankings that you know will be you know more willing and deserving uh of a fight you know after i said well o o'malley is smart though because he fights unranked guys and strikers that will just trade them and in a kickboxing match o'malley's gonna beat all those unranked guys yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and it it's genius. It's, it's freaking genius. You know what I mean? And like, we, maybe we could all learn something from O'Malley. Maybe we could learn something like, Hey, like maybe we should be more picky, but like, is that really what MMA is about? Like, like you would hope that, you know, the rankings reflect, you know, who really is the best in the world. And you would hope that the best guys are getting the opportunities and, you know, O'Malley is out there proving that that's not necessarily true. You know what I mean? Like, if you just have the clout, you have the name, uh, you can look flashy against guys you're supposed to beat. Like, you can get better fights than someone like me who, you know, just goes to work and keeps my fucking mouth shut, you know? And that's that's a tough pill to swallow. But it's also, you know, the reality of the sport that we're in. And, um, you know, maybe I need to talk a little more shit online and maybe dye my hair. I don't know. Like what, what? What can I do to be more like, more of a weirdo? <laughs> uh, just last question for you: What's kind of this like perfect year like for you? Because obviously, I assume it's gonna be get 
as many fights as possible after what the past two years have been like. Finish Saeed, fight O'Malley, beat him however I have to do it, even if I got to lay in on him and, and hug him for 15 minutes. Whoop him and then go after somebody that's, that's meaningful. You know what I mean? Go after, go after a name, go after one of the legends that um, are at Bantamweight. You know, that would be an ideal year, three fights. You know, one fight against a very tough Saeed, another fight against, uh, you know, the jester, Sean O'Malley, and then, you know, fight somebody that can propel me towards the top, you know what I mean? Because that's the goal, at least it should be for, for everybody in the sport, is to, you know, test yourself against the absolute best, you know what I mean? And, and that's what I want to do again. That's absolutely, you know, always the goal, you know, regardless of, of you know, rankings, any of that bullshit. Like, I want to fight the best guys uh, just because – Everything else doesn't really have the same meaning, you know, to me. I want to fight. I want to fight the top guys. I want to fight guys that maybe I'm not supposed to be. Well, Cody, I appreciate the time. Thank you so much for doing this. All right. All right. You see, welcome Yeah. I'm doing good, man. Uh, that's the first thing I want to talk Dropping down to 170. Like, like, what was kind of the reason for that? Uh, well, it was something that I was, uh, <clears throat> I was interested in, um, started pretty well at, uh, 185, uh, 185 is not, middleweight's not something that is, uh, close to me, but 170 seems to be, uh, what interests me because I was doing so good at 185 and guys had size advantage on me. A lot of guys seem to be a little bit heavier than me uh when we when we stepped in the ring um i seem to be shorter than a lot of the guys um and the more the sport evolves it seems like it, it's becoming more of a rangy uh kind of sport where guys are just getting taller and stuff so i, I thought it'd be interesting to uh to go down to 170 and see see what my performance would look like when i didn't give up that any kind of advantage size advantage uh, i was uh, looking you've never, never done 170 right, right. No, this would be my very first time. Uh, have you have done, like, the test cuts and make sure you Um, I haven't done any test cuts. or anything. When I get down to 170, that'll be my first time getting there as a uh, mixed martial artist. Is that, like, a concern about your head or is that thing you're not thinking about? It would be concerning for me if I wasn't doing it responsibly. And I felt like uh, uh, I was just going to have to kill myself to get there, then I'd be concerned. But um, since I've been I've been eating right and just being disciplined and and uh, keeping my cardio and everything up, uh, the weight's just been falling off. I've, I've I had fat to lose, you know, so it's not going to be more of a water cut or anything like that. So I think it's going to be great. It'll be fine. I think I'll uh, I really fill out into 170. Your opponent, how much do you know about him? I don't know a whole lot about him. Uh, and that's no disrespect to him or anything like that. But uh, I, don't, I don't know much about him. Um, I know that this is getting ready to be his uh, his first UFC fight. I know he's a wrestling champ in, in Ecuador. Um, I know that he also likes to strike a little bit, you know. So um, I know he's got he's got a couple of tools and stuff. But um, his uh, I would expect his natural instinct to go back to his uh, his wrestling at some point when we fight. Like how do like you think you match up match against again? Him? How good do you think I match yeah, up? Do I think I'm, we match up? match up? 
Um, I think it's a, I think it's a good matchup. Um, I like it. I, I, I heard it when, when I, uh, when it got presented to me and I saw that he was undefeated, I saw that he, um, it would be his first fight in UFC. The first thing it made me think of is this guy's hungry, you know, and sometimes, uh, with these guys in the UFC, sometimes their, their first fights in the UFC are, are the best ones just because it's something that's new to them. It keeps them on their toes. It might make you a little nervous, you know, uh, but I feel like it keeps you, uh, where you need to be to, for your best performance, you know? So him coming in, this might, this might, uh, be the best version of him, uh, that we've seen yet, you know? So the guy's hungry. He's got a point to prove. So it's, it, it excites me. How do you uh, think you put your hand raised? Right? You're a guy that you have a lot of Um, I think that I need to, and not just with him, but with anybody, I need to be a complete mixed martial artist. Um, a lot of times in my fights, I, um, I utilize my boxing. Um, I'll, I'll still allow, allow my boxing and everything to be my base. Uh, but I don't utilize a lot of other techniques that I do know a lot of other techniques that I, I really do shine at when I'm, when I'm practicing and sparring at the gym. Um, so I, I can mix it up a little bit more. Um, just to give a little bit more to think about um, and really be able to find that that soft spot in his technique when we when we do fight. Are you putting any pressure, pressure to, like, to like, don't get the finish? No, I don't. I don't feel any kind of pressure to to finish. Um, do I want to finish? Yes, all the time, right? I mean, I don't. I never fight to not finish. I don't. I'd never think about points or if I'm behind or, or I don't, I don't care about a point system at all. Uh, my job is to try to finish you. And if we make it through all the rounds uh, in my head, um, I don't really like it because we're kind of forcing the judges to do our jobs for us. Um, but if that's where it goes, then I have faith that me trying to finish would, would lat would, would uh, result in me having uh, more points and me being more effective. Um, so I'll, I'll come out with that. How do you think your power and size will do or power and strength will do that? My power during striking, um, I think it's good. It's going to be the same. It'll be the same. I think that I've gotten a little faster, um, as I've been dropping weight, I've already had fast hands. I've already been pretty quick, but I think I've gotten, I've gotten even faster. Um, like I said, I've been dropping fat. I had, I had fat to lose off me. Um, that stuff has come off pretty, pretty easy. I'm not suffering any or anything like that. So I honestly don't think that I really cut any muscle. Um, and I think I'm a little more explosive now. So I might, I might have a little bit more, um, snap behind my punch than, uh, than weight, uh, like I used to, but, uh, I think it will be good. I'll, I'll be pretty explosive and I'll be able to touch him with more shots than, uh, that he doesn't see. Do you think your cardio is going to be better, better just, because just because you're not out of pounds on your body? Yeah, I, I, my cardio is going to be better, number one, because it, it takes cardio to even lose weight. You know, um, you have to put in cardio. Um, no matter what, you know, all the the ads and stuff on YouTube and TV and stuff say about weight loss and all this crap, running is the best the best way to burn calories. You know, so um, running is, is what I've been doing. I've been doing a lot of running, a lot of cardio. Uh, my weight is down. And then not only that, but once we once we actually start fighting, 
moving around less weight is gonna is gonna cause me to be uh to uh keep a little more energy for myself uh and not just moving weight on me but moving his weight as well you know having to having to tussle with him being a lighter opponent than having a heavier guy that you have to expend so much energy moving around uh it's definitely gonna keep me a little more fresh through the whole fight where do you think say that one more time for me uh, where do you, uh, think, you think, think, where think where do you think where the win puts you at oh i don't know I don't know. Um, to me, I mean, honestly, it's not even something that I even think about, right? I mean, I'm going in, in there to beat this guy. Uh, I wonder, I'll see where it puts me after it's done, you know? So I, I don't I don't think too much about that. Are you fitting for you not fighting, fighting like a like month later in Houston? Am I, say it one more time. Uh, do you, do wish, you wish you were fighting in Houston as opposed to the Vegas card? Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, so, so you said it's a Vegas card. Oh, it's right? Anaheim, Anaheim. Yeah, it's going to be in, in, in Anaheim. But yeah, I, I, I don't care about any other venues or nothing like that. Like, uh, it's great to be able to travel and go to these other cities. But of course, you know, being in my home city would be the the best for me. You know, so to me, that's my that's that is my Vegas, right? Like being able to come and and fight in front of my people and have my family there and all the people that know me and stuff. So yeah, anytime that that uh, a Houston card rolls around, I want to be on that card, you know, but uh unfortunately right now I may not be able to be on that card. Uh who knows? Some short notice could happen, I guess. Um but I would definitely love to to be on the Houston card more than any other card. Even if it's a fight night. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I I just I want to fight in front of my people. Are you, Are just, you glad just glad you're fighting, fighting in front of fans? Front of fans? That I'm fighting in front of fans? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is, is that is a big bonus for you? Um, fighting in front of fans is is it's it's definitely a bonus. I like the energy um, that you get from it and everything. Um, yeah, I, I yeah for sure. Fighting in front of fans is is definitely a big bonus for me. Just being able to hear everybody react off of punches and and everything, I think it's cool. It adds to the experience. Uh, just uh, last just thing, like, thing, what's, what's kind, of kind of going for you this year? Now you're talking about the rate. Right? You said what's going for me? Uh, what, uh, what's your goal? goal? My goal. Um, so, so I want. So for this year, for sure, I want to be a little more active than I was. Um, I want to get four to five fights this year. That'd be great. Keep my body nice and uh, healthy and and be able to, to rack off some fights and, and get some wins. Um, I, I, man, the welterweight division is is a cool division, right? Because somebody just recently asked me um, on, on you know, uh, online about, I was doing some online interview and guy asked me if, uh, uh, what would be a dream fight for me at welterweight, right? And I was just, I had to think about it. And I was just like, man, the welterweight division is so stacked. There's so many guys there. And there's so many names there that it's just, I mean, a, a lot of the fights that you run into will be that kind of fight, you know? So I couldn't even, I couldn't even answer them, you know? But um, there's definitely a lot of guys that I'm looking forward to to, to fighting with at welterweight. So it, it's going to be great. I can't wait. Well, Trevin, well, I appreciate, I appreciate the time. the time. Thank you so thanks much for doing, doing that. All right. Thanks, man. I appreciate you for having me. All right, we're joined by UFC flyweight Kay Hansen, who's back in action finally. Kay, how's it going? Um, I'm going great. Um, I'm excited. 
almost fight time. So it's like nearing the end, but I'm excited. Uh, I just kind of want to start last year. Like, what was that like for you not being able to fight at all? Like you kind of went through a lot there. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy because for me, like, um, the way I always looked at it was, like, no matter what was happening in my personal life, fighting was always there for me. Um, and if people have followed my career, they know since I'm 18, I've been fighting every two, three months. You know what I mean? Um, so for me, it was, it was pretty hard. You know, it really made me take a step back. But I think in the long run, it's definitely the best for longevity. You know what I mean? Um, I was forced to kind of take a step back for my physical health, but also my mental health too. So um, I think it was necessary. And then you get booked the first card of the year. And then a yeah. week after is in Anaheim. Like were you, and then you end up getting moved to Anaheim. Was that something you and your manager was kind of bugging the UFC about? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was me for sure. Um, I had bought it up a couple of times and uh, it was kind of like, you know, it wasn't really talked about. And then I went to Dana with it and was like, Hey, look, this is my hometown. I'd love it. And it was switched right away. So um it might have got me in trouble a little bit but um you know I'm all for trying to make my own opportunities and I think uh, I kind of had to go all, all out for this one what will that be like like making that walk out in Anaheim like in front of all your friends and family it's so cool because like I've had two fights in the UFC but both of them were during like the peak of COVID you know so it's only at the apex um no crowd um not even a small crowd when I fought it was like no one was there um so for me it's almost like a new debut in a sense you know not only do I finally get the whole like UFC arena feel but on top of that it's in my hometown so it's gonna be unreal you know this is like something that fighters hope for their whole career you know fighting in a hometown on a big card so um I'm hoping it's the not the last time but I'm definitely excited that it's my first time fighting in the like in the arena in my hometown yeah that's kind of something I want to bring up like do you kind of get like debut vibes for this one just because yeah, it's a whole definitely. different like fight week experience yeah. too I mean I definitely get you know a debut sense in, in a lot of things you know definitely just because this whole past year like I'm um I'm a different athlete you know what I mean I'm healthy now I'm I'm mentally healthy now I'm physically healthy um and on top of that like I said it's my first arena fight so it's kind of like a debut in a lot of different senses you know so um I can't wait to kind of just soak everything in and, and make the best of it and you're moving up too because obviously your last fight yeah. was at straw weight like was this something that was always gonna happen like it was only a matter of time until you fought no you know if i'm being completely honest i'm i'm hoping and planning on going back down to straw weight um probably after this fight actually um i'm walking at 130 right now so um i'm just not really cutting anything the reason i'm fighting at 125 this fight is because this whole past year um i've been going through an eating disorder for a while now so my metabolism this last year after pulling out, reverse dieting, getting back to my normal weight, like my metabolism and whole body, like kind of relearning how to function. Um, my body's just kind of been through a lot. And um, I felt like going through a whole camp, just uh, focusing on, you know, being healthy and being happy when it comes to fighting. So um, I didn't want the weight cut to, to be a thought in this fight. You know what I mean? I didn't want to have to deplete myself after spending a year trying to fix years and years and years of depleting myself incorrectly. So, um, I'm hoping to go back to 115. Like I said, I'm walking at 130 right now. So, um, but I'm just looking forward to, to everything, you know. Um, I'm excited to be fighting at 125. I fought at 125 before a few times in my career, so it's not new territory for me. Um, so I'm excited. How much better does that make the training camp where you're not just focused on, oh, I need to be at this weight at this time? And like, you can really focus on your skills. Yeah, for me, I think it was more of a mental thing because when I was younger, um, I always have always walked around 130, you know what I mean? Sometimes 128, 127. So for me, it's like 
cutting a 115 wasn't that bad when I, you know, had dieted pretty hard and um, just done things right. But my problem was I used to do things wrong. Um, I was young. I was stupid. You know what I mean? Everyone's young and dumb and they make mistakes. And mine happened to be in the weight cutting category. So I didn't really have that much to cut after I would diet down and stuff. But um, I would do it the wrong way. You know what I mean? So um, it's nice not having to focus on it this time. But the next time around, it's not going to be what it used to be. You know what I mean? So I'm hoping from now on, it's just going to be smooth sailing the right way. <laughs> your last fight what do you take away from that because a lot of people thought you should have got that decision yeah you know um i thought i did too but for me um it is what it is you know what i mean you you can't control good decisions bad decisions um you know i i think there was a couple times where i got a takedown and i got a little too eager to jump on a submission and i would lose position over it and stuff like that um so it's hard because i don't want to change who i am as a fighter you know what i mean i'm always jumping for submissions i'm always kind of taking risks and when it comes like to fighting in the octagon i'm always looking for a finish no matter where it's at uh so i don't want to change that but um i'm also growing up as a person and an athlete you know what i mean so i'm just kind of maturing and, and cleaning things up so um honestly just just making cleaner and smarter decisions is what i took away from that fight and that's definitely coming with with time with age and with everything so i'm excited to showcase that version of myself uh, the time off like do you think that's going to benefit you because you're young like i'm yeah. a 99 as well like i'm born in september so like yeah. uh, you're only 22 like do you think that is all that year off and just being in the gym it will actually benefit you in the long run um you know i, I think so i think for the most part it just kind of taught me how to do things right you know like i said i mean a lot of people make mistakes when they're 18 19 and 20 um but usually it's just not in the form of mine you know what i mean i'm I've been acting like a professional since I was 16. So my form of mistake making comes in fighting and weight cutting and training. Um, so for me, it's just all a learning process, you know, and I think taking I this, all my decisions kind of led me to crash, you know what I mean? So now that I have had a year, over a year to step back, kind of redo, like rewind all that and say, okay, what did I do wrong? And what do I don't do in the future? You know what I mean? It's been, I think it's going to be a crucial and, and really game changer in my career. Your opponent in Jasmine, like how much do you know about her? Because this is her UFC debut. Yeah. Um, you know, honestly, I am not a big film studier. Um, I used to, but um, you know, for a couple of years now, it's just it's not my thing. Obviously I'm not oblivious when I'm what I'm walking into, you know what I mean? Um, and my coaches do a lot of that for me as well. Um, but you know, a lot of people ask me that question and they usually ask like specifically for opponents. But the thing is when you fight in the UFC, you have to expect like the best version of someone and you have to expect you know what I mean so it's like I could watch her best fight and I'm still expecting a way better version of her you know when we step in there um I'm not underestimating but I'm not overestimating you know I'm trying my best to analyze and know what I'm about and that's all that matters um so yeah I know a little bit about her but I'm not like focusing on a lot on who she is and stuff like that do you think people underestimate your striking just because of how good your grappling is yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think I haven't showcased what I'm capable of on the feet, you know what I mean? Um, just because my grappling usually does take over. But, I mean, I've my last fight was my first fight with my new camp that I'm with. Um, and since then, I've had over a year to work with them, you know what I mean? And I feel like the camp I'm at does a great job of, like, improving things that I specifically need to improve on. You know what I mean? It's not just, like, a cookie-cutter plan. Um, my coaches are great. I finally have like a perfect team, you know what I mean? Striking, grappling, strength, conditioning, everything. Um, so for me, I'm excited because 
people and like I said, people don't realize like I'm, I'm 22. You know what I mean? They've watched uh, an 18 year old, 19 year old K. I've made my debut at 20. You know what I mean? So they're watching a young K and I'm growing up and I'm growing up really fast. You know what I mean? So um, I'm in the gym two, three times a day, every day in and out of camp. So um, I'm definitely making adjustments and making changes every time. So I can't wait to showcase both sides of, you know, my growth when it comes to, to my next fight. I know you're someone that likes to finish your fights. Like, are you putting any pressure in your kind of like combat first fight, you know, like a year to get the finish? No, you know, I, I never, obviously I'm always looking for a finish and that is my goal, but uh, I'm always ready to go three, five minute rounds or five fives eventually. You know what I mean? Um, most of my finishes usually come in the third round and, and I'm trying my best to hunt for stuff, but to be smart, you know what I mean? And I'm, I feel like I'm getting better and better every fight. Um, so, of course, ideally, I'm looking for a finish, you know what I mean? But so is she and so is everyone else. Um, so for me, I'm just going to go out there and, and do what I do best. How do you kind of see this fight playing out then? You know, I think it could go a lot of ways, you know what I mean? She could try to grapple me. She could try to not grapple me. I could try to grapple. I could try to strike with her, you know? I feel like um, we're kind of away from the days where it's like a striker versus a grappler, you know what I mean? Or like one skill versus one skill. We are both martial artists. We are both good at both things. So it could go either way. You know what I mean? So all I'm expecting is a tough fight. Um, and I'm going to be ready for wherever it goes. You get your hand raised. Like, what's that like for you after everything you kind of been through this past year? You know, this whole camp and everything has been, like, pretty emotional, you know, um, in the best way possible. Um, so, you know, it's just going to be it's going to be surreal. You know what I mean? In my hometown, on a pay-per-view card, in my first arena event, um, everything's kind of coming together. So I'm super excited for it what is kind of the goal for this year like are you hoping to be pretty active like he's mentioned to drop back down to straw weight like what is kind of your goals for this year well definitely my my goal is to be active and my goal is to do it right you know what i mean um in the past i would fight three four times a year mma and plus boxing and grappling in between you know which not a lot of people know but i did it the wrong way you know what i mean um it made me who i am and i'm here because of what i have done in the past but now that I'm here, I need to be smart. I need to make better choices. And, of course, I want to be active. I want to fight three times this year, maybe four times if I can, if I'm healthy. Um, but the key word is if I'm healthy. You know what I mean? I want to make sure I'm only 22. I have a long career ahead of me, so I want to make sure I get there. So, of course, the goal is, um, you know, to fight three, four times this year. But I'm going to listen to my body um, for the first time in my career. Uh, just last thing, with the on the pay-per-view, like it's the bigger octagon. Do you think that plays much of a factor in this fight? I mean, uh, not really. I mean, for me, I don't know. I don't really uh, factor stuff like that into it. Obviously, it might. It's gonna make like a a difference in like how much someone backs up and like how much room they have to like you know move around circle. But at the end of the day, like it could be an open mat for miles, and I don't really care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I'm excited to go out there and fight. Okay, I appreciate the time. Thank you so much for doing this. All right, we're joined by UFC lightweight Matt Fravola, who's a week out from his fight. Matt, how's it going, man? It's going good, man. Uh, you know, just putting the finishing touches on a great fight camp and uh, ready to get out there to Cali. Yeah, like, was this kind of the time frame for you? I know, obviously, the last fight didn't go the way you wanted. It's like, was this the time where you wanted to reopen or return earlier last year? Uh, yeah, this was the time frame. Uh, I got married in September, so... Uh, Got married and then went on a nice honeymoon and uh, actually got fight news like right at the end of the honeymoon. And it was also the most fight news I've ever gotten. We got like 14 week notice, which was uh, which was nice. What do you take away from your fight, if at anything at all, from your last one? Just because it was seven seconds and like 
I don't really know what you can like take from it. Yeah, not much. Just that's the fight game. I got caught. You know, good good for Terrence. Seems like a good dude. Stars aligned for him. Threw the best two punches of his life. You know, but uh, yeah, good for him. Uh, we'll definitely have to run that one back in the future. Yeah. And your opponent, like, how much did you know about him when you got the uh, fight offer? Um, well, you know, I did the whole camp training for uh, Camacho. Yeah. And uh, did all my sparring against a righty. And then I think it was like the week, the week of, or I, I was at the airport. I remember I was at the airport flying to Arizona and uh, they told me Camacho got into a car accident. And I was like, oh my God, you got to be kidding me. Um, but then a couple hours later, they, they had McKinley and I was ready to go, you know. Uh, so we looked up McKinley real quick. Uh, we saw, you know, he was, he's a good, tough kid, uh, Southpaw. But, you know, I love fighting Southpaws. So I fought him many in the past, but... Uh, you know, we accepted right away. It really didn't matter. We would accept anyone. Um, yeah. And with this fight now against Valdez, like he's a guy coming off the contender series. Like, were you familiar with him or was it just like a guy that similar to your last one? You had to kind of look up and see what he's about. Um, yeah, I had to look, I had to look him up. Uh, you know, I, I saw Valdez 10 and 0 undefeated. I love that. I love fighting undefeated guys. And then I saw he's uh he's a Mexican fighter. So I'm thinking, Oh, you know, He's a he's a Mexican boxer, um, but then I went back and looked at his fights, and he's he's like a new age uh, Mexican MMA fighter. You know, he's got that great boxing, but he looks to grapple every fight and uh, use all aspects of MMA, which is what I love to do as well. Which is going to make this fight, uh, you know, a great fight. And his contender series fight was just kind of like a brawl too. Like they just kind of went down and threw down. Like is that what you're kind of expecting out of him in his debut? Yeah, you know, he's 10-0. He's undefeated. You know, everything he's been doing has been working for him. So I expect him to come out that same way. Uh, he's got a lot of finishes. And, uh, you know, he, he's going to come out that way, and I'm prepared for it. Um, I'm prepared for where, wherever this fight goes. And, uh, you know, I'm going to finish him. And fighting back in front of fans, too. Like, how excited was that? Because, like, you never know if you're going to be on one of the pay-per-views or just in the apex in front of no one. I was pumped, you know, uh, they, the last couple of fights I've been on have been pay-per-views and, uh, you know, I think they're figuring out, they, they got to put the steamroll on the, uh, on the pay-per-view, uh, fights, you know, my, my friends and my family are always pumped about it. And, uh, you know, I'm a fight fan just as much of a fighter. I love being on these big fights, these big pay-per-view cards, just being there fight week, being able to, you know, uh, talk and see to all these like you know, big guys like Francis Nganu and, and everybody up there. So, you know, I was pumped when we got this card. Were you a tad disappointed you weren't able to return for that New York card just because you're a New York guy, like that Madison Square Garden? Like, I know Billy Q got to fight on it. Were you a bit disappointed you couldn't fight on it yourself? No, no. Uh, you know, I, I had gotten married. I, I had, was on my honeymoon and, and you know, I need, I, need, I need a little time to become the steamroller. You know, <laughs> I was cream rolling a little bit on the honeymoon. Uh, so everything worked out perfectly. And, uh, now I was pumped for my boy, Billy Q to get on that. Um, and he, you know, had a great fight against, uh, Shane, uh, Burgos, who's another awesome fight fighter. And, uh, yeah, you know, but we'll, we'll be back in New York eventually. Uh, are you just like still like 
praying that like this fight actually makes it because you're luck. Like it seems like every fight week something happens, you get a new opponent. Like you must be one of the like you have to be one of the most unlucky guys with your opponents always pulling out like so close to the fight. Yeah, yeah. It, it's been a rough uh last couple of years with that kind of stuff happening, but in the end of the day, it's out of my control. Uh so you know, why worry about it? You know, all I can control is my preparation. My preparation has been uh, been great for this fight, and uh, you know I got COVID test today. When I'm negative, and I'm hoping that uh, you know everything goes good with his camp, and uh, we could go in there and, and have a great fight. How much pressure do you kind of feel on yourself? Just because it is two losses in a row, I know both of them like super short notice for both of them. Or are you kind of just not letting that affect you? No, you know every fight is every fight's the biggest fight, you know. So it's just, just another fight, you know, and, and I'm prepared and uh, I'm ready to go. And, uh, you know, I'm going to go in there and uh, and give it my all and, and get my hand raised. I know a lot of people like fighting these named guys, but you said earlier you like that he's 10-0 and 0 making his debut. Like, does that excite you where you can be the one to kind of give him his first loss and he's kind of trying to build his name off of you? Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, he's... He's, you know, he's an undefeated 10-0 fighter. Uh, you know, he's got some hype. And uh, I love uh, derailing hype trains. You know, I've done it in the past, and I, and I look to continue doing that. Um, yeah, so I love it. How do you kind of see this fight playing out? Just because both of you guys are pretty similar, very well-rounded, like good hands, good, like underrated ground game. Um, you know, we'll see. I'm, I'm prepared everywhere. Um, I believe I could beat him everywhere. And, uh, in the end of the day, I'm, I'm looking to come out there and, uh, and really, uh, get a big finish and, uh, and remind the world, you know, who I am. Uh, just building off that, like how important is that to go out there and make a statement and just kind of prove that you still are a guy in the lightweight division? Um, you know, it's, it's pretty big. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of, after my last fight, a lot of people counted me out, you know, they, a lot of people, uh, you know, just don't didn't, you know, kind of just forgot about me. And 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 and, uh, you know, the real ones uh, know the deal. The real ones stuck by my side. But, uh, you know, I got to remind everybody else, you know, who I am and that uh, that I belong here and that I'm a I'm a great fighter. And and every time, you know, I'm booked to fight that, that you need to uh, you need to tune in because it's going to be a, a good one. I know you've said in other interviews the whole camp was in Long Island. Was there a particular reason why you didn't go down? Because I know sometimes you go down to Tampa Bay to train with Billy and them. Yeah, you know, I always go down to uh, Tampa uh, to train with Billy and train with Arroyo and then uh, see my mom down there. And and I did make it down there, but uh, I only made it down there for a week this time just uh, because, you know, I got, I got my wife back home now and she doesn't let me uh, leave for months on ends just to go and train, you know, so, uh, and, and the holidays, you know, this fight was during the holidays. So, uh, I had to, you know, stick around here, but, uh, but it's been great. You know, I've got a, a great camp up here with, with Ray Longo and Matt Sarah. And, uh, you know, I still got to go down there to Tampa and, uh, work with Arroyo and, uh, beat up Billy Q a little bit. Is Billy going to be cornering you? Like who are the guys cornering you? Yeah. Uh, Billy will be there. Um, Arroyo will be there. You know, both those guys have been with me since the beginning. And then, you know, the the Godfather, my my, you know, 
my head coach Ray Longo, who's really been guiding me this fight camp, and uh, and you know who truly believes in me. You know, even especially you know after that last fight, you know me and Ray had a great talk. And, uh, you know, he believes in me and he believes in me even sometimes when I believe in myself and uh, it means the world to me. And uh, we had a we had a great camp and, uh, you know, a lot of great sparring, uh, a lot of great training. And I'm excited to go out there and uh, and show the world. Uh, with this camp, like you mentioned, 14 weeks, like was there ever a point where you had to, to like tone things back just because you don't ever really get 14 weeks in a training camp? You can get burnout pretty easy. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh and, uh, you know, but just knowing that, that I was 14 weeks, I was able to progress the right way, you know, with my strength and conditioning at acceleration sports training, they were real pumped about it because, you know, we really got to progress everything and, and, and use the right phases. And, and then, um, you know, it, it was great. It was a great camp. Uh, you know, I love training. This is what I do. Um, you know, I'm always training, uh, but I got to get on my diet a little bit, uh, you know, uh, quicker and, and, uh, get in shape faster, which just kind of helps the entire, uh, the, the entire camp. Uh, what do you think a win here does for you? Like it just gets you back in the wind column, but like, where do you think kind of puts you in the grand scheme of things? Um, you know, a, a win is a win and, uh, you know, we're going to get this big win and then we're going to, we're going to, you know, go from there. And, uh, I'm trying to stay busy this year and, uh, and rattle off a bunch of wins, you know. Are those fights that kind of never came together, like the Frank and Ottman ones, still ones you want, just because you spent time training for them? You know, I've had two camps for Camacho now, and yeah, Fra you know, Frank's such a good guy now. Like I follow him. Like I don't, I don't know if I want to. I don't, I don't know if I want to beat him up anymore. You know, I like him so much. He's such a cool dude, uh, but he's a great fighter. Um, you know, we'll see if they if that's offered, then I'll have to make the decision. But not not like off the top of my head, I want to fight Frank. But Ottman, I definitely want to fight. You know that that guy owes me a fight with after that uh, after that shit he pulled uh, in uh, in Abu Dhabi. Um, you know, Mister Potato Head's gonna get is gonna catch these hands eventually. So we'll see. Yeah, and that whole thing was super weird. Like, they cut him, then they brought him back. But the strange thing is he still hasn't fought since then. So, like, no one kind of knows what's up with him either. Yeah, yeah who knows? Uh, you know, I, just, I saw something that he's the most USADA-tested, like, one of the top USADA-tested athletes out there. So, I mean, that's good because you know what everyone's thinking. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, nobody really knows besides himself. So, well, you know, whether he's cheating or not, he's going to have to live with it either way. You know, he, 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 you know, he won't be the first guy to fight on steroids and he probably won't be the last. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens, you know, but it all starts, you know, January 22nd. Uh, you know, I got to handle business with Valdez. And then after that, we, uh, we go from there. Uh, just last thing, like you kind of mentioned it earlier, like you want to be active. Like what is kind of the goal for you this year? Yeah, it's always three fights a year, but, you know, four would be sweet. <laughs> well, Matt, I appreciate the time. Thanks so much for doing this again. Yeah, thanks, man. It's always uh, good talking to you.